Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right. Just got an email here. The uh, Edmonton Oil Kings have uh, picked up a fourth-round pick in the 2025 draft, 2025, from Kelowna in exchange for goaltender Colby Knight. Uh, Sebastian Kosa, by the way, the uh, WHL Goalie of the Week for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Oilers and Canucks tomorrow, 6 o'clock face-off show game at 8 right here on 6.30. Chad, hockey tonight. Yes, the regular season is underway. Brian Boyle and Dan Heinen have scored, or Danton Heinen, pardon me, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They lead the Lightning 2-0 with about five and a half minutes left in the second period. Later on tonight, Seattle at Vegas. Baseball, Giants and Dodgers just underway. Astros beat the White Sox 10-1 to win that series in four. And the Braves now lead the Brewers 5-4. It's into the top of the ninth with one out. So the Braves trying to close that one out and win the series as we welcome one of our two play-by-play voices on the Oilers Radio Network and 630 Chet. It's my good buddy Cam Moon. Cam, thanks for doing this. I, I'm glad the Dodgers game is just starting now because if it was going into the last three innings, you probably would have been too tense to do this do this appearance. I know. And this this Milwaukee and Atlanta game has just been it's it's been unbelievable. Uh Freddie Freeman hit a home run in the bottom of eight off of Josh Hader, who rarely gives up hits, let alone home runs. And it's top of nine. Uh, Milwaukee's got one on with one out because they try to stay alive in this series. All right. I, I haven't even had that on. I've had the Pittsburgh Tampa okay. Bay game. Uh, Pittsburgh Tampa Bay game on. So I apologize, buddy. I let, I let you down. I'm not watching the baseball. You, but you, you've watched. Uh, you've. I saw some over the weekend bits and pieces. Saw some highlights. Of, uh, that crazy. Uh, what would it have been now? Game three. Boston and, and Tampa Bay with what Schwarber oh. couldn't he missed the throw badly to first base with the pitcher covering then he made one and sort of played to the crowd and then he inadvertently knocked down a base runner for the for Tampa Bay and then there was that weird ground rule double that went off the wall off of fielder and and out of play that probably cost Tampa Bay a run and then of course the Red Sox won that one and then yesterday won in dramatic fashion as well yeah, they they came back from the Tampa came back from the five nothing deficit to get it to five, but Boston pushes over uh, another run to walk the game off, and yeah, it was that, that was a good series. I thought it was a really good series. The the, the Giants and Dodgers have been good, and last night uh, Max Scherzer threw a really good game for the Dodgers, and it wasn't good enough. But that that tells you how good the Giants are. The Giants have been. You know, full marks to them. Uh, they've been great. I, I hope the Dodgers win tonight to get that to a fifth game, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, everybody, it, it just seemed like across the, the major leagues of baseball this year, waiting for the Giants to to eventually come back to the pack, and they just never did. And that really is a credit to that entire team because they have uh, 
they've done it all year and nobody expected anything out of them and they continue to do it so should be a good one tonight i'm sure all right mooner we are getting ready for regular season hockey as i mentioned it is it is underway in uh, in tampa with the penguins up two nothing in the second period we get it going here in edmonton tomorrow against the canucks uh, these two teams played in the final two games of the preseason Okay, honestly, I, I know the Oilers won both those games. I've already forgotten the scores because <laughs> I tend to shelf the preseason pretty quickly when we uh, when we hit this time of year. Um, you know, McDavid came out and talked today. It, it was interesting to me, and we saw him firing away at the end of practice today when the players sort of have that free time, individual time to do whatever you want, work on some skills, uh, you know, a stretch, uh, all that kind of stuff. And he was firing away at one-timers. And he said, if I can add a couple of goals a year with the one-timer, then he wants to do it. It's amazing. And he also said in in that uh, post-practice media, which I thought was, uh, I wasn't quite buying it though. Uh, (laughs) For some guys, it's easy. Um, like they're good shooters it's easy for them to have a good shot and talking about the one timer and uh he said he wasn't one of those people <laughs> and i was like well you do tend to score quite a bit but uh, i suppose it's all perspective and how you look at it but i would think there there's many players in the national hockey league that would argue uh connor does have a very good shot but he's a guy that like he works really hard at what he does and he doesn't work on just the things he's good at. He works on the things that, well, at least he thinks he isn't as good at, um, which says a lot about his, his work ethic and why he is as good as he is. So yeah, he's looking to add another kind of, you know, skill to the repertoire uh, as far as a one-time shot goes. Although I think he's pretty good at it already. I guess there's always room for improvement. But um, that that was just, I mean, that just says a lot about him. And when he does get a couple off the one-timer this year, I am sure somebody will ask him about it and he'll bring a smile to his face. There we go. Cam Moon joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Dirk in Cochrane, who I'm happy to hear from. He uh, is a fairly regular texture to the program. He says, are the Seattle Kraken going to be like Vegas and go to the Stanley Cup final in their inaugural season? I think they will be competitive, not the worst team in the league. Well, Vegas shocked everybody. I think even some players on that team. Uh, I remember, Mooner, I don't know if you heard it last season. I think, was it last season? I think it was, because I seem to remember doing the interview from home, which, which I was for last year, with Derek England about the, that Vegas year, and he said they kind of, started off pretty well and they thought oh geez like maybe we're going to be pretty decent here and they got momentum going early and they rolled that all the way to game five of the stanley cup final before being beaten by washington he said they kind of embraced that they were the what they call themselves the golden misfits or something like that the, the yeah. players that no other team wanted i'm sure the seattle team will adopt that mentality I, I don't think that's unusual i think expansion teams in any sport would say like well let's show them let's show our old teams that we're not that bad or they should have kept us um i think seattle's got good goaltending again the question for them and, and i think some of us had this this question about vegas and then you know william carlson exploded and all these other guys had, had great seasons. I, I still think the question about seattle 
it's for me is probably the goal scoring. I don't think they will be the worst team in the league. I don't even think they'll be the worst team in their division. I think a playoff spot to me, though, is is still a relative long shot. That would be my answer to Dirk. I wonder what Dirk is thinking exactly. But what do you think, Mooner? Yeah, I think they'll they're not going to be they're not going to be terrible. But I I just can't see them being as good as Vegas was in that first year. I that was that was I had certainly unprecedented. Uh, I, I don't think anybody expected it. They expected that that Vegas would be decent. Turns out they were a lot better than decent. Um, but I would put Seattle as not a play, not likely to be a playoff team, but still a team that that'll be all right. That'll push anyway. Um, that's when you got Philip Grubauer in goal, that gives you a fighting chance right off the get go. And against Vegas went that way too when they had uh, you know Mark Andre Fleury right out of the gate. That gives you a chance when you got very good goaltending, and they're going to have very good goaltending. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see them as a, a team making some miracle run to the Stanley Cup. All right. Yeah, um, I, I know. And, and I know now with Vegas, you feel like, well, anything is possible. But I, I just yeah. think that that was still a bit of a, uh, a lightning in a bottle type of type of scenario for sure. All right. So what do, you, what do you expect tomorrow night? I mean, we've seen and maybe we make too much of this sometimes, but but we know what McDavid and Drysettle can do together. And at the start of training camp, they're basically not together. And we saw a lot of practices where they where they didn't play, but they kind of had the lines going, um, especially on off days, as, as if there was an NHL game that night. And then as camp has uh, worn on, they've been together with Jesse Pugliarvi. Like, do you think it's going to be a home road split with Tippett where maybe he loads them up at home and then splits them up on the road to look for a favorable matchup so it's harder to check both of them? Do you think he takes the temperature of of each game because I, I get the impression and again at practice I, I think that McDavid and Dreisaitl start on the same line tomorrow even though it's been an ongoing dialogue for this franchise that they got to find a way to give them wingers and split them up no I, I think they'll start tomorrow they practice today together if they weren't going to play together I don't can't see them practicing the day before um, together so I, I think they will be and I, I but I also think that the fact that we're going to see that change all the time, whether they're on the same line or not. And having a guy like Zach Hyman, I think, gives you more opportunity to do that because it gives you another guy in the top six uh, to fill out that depth. And, and right now, or at least it was today, uh, with Nugent Hopkins in the middle with Hyman and Yamamoto. Uh, it just it just gives you also and further to that having a guy like Warren Fogle and Derek Ryan on the third line that that also gives you more uh, that depth just makes it easier to put Drysaddle and McDavid together. But I I think that will be gauged by not just home and road, but what team you're playing, what their lines look like, and even in the middle of the game, how's the game going? Are we is the team generating? opportunity if you're not well we're going to switch this up no matter how it is so whatever it is if that's not generating then you have to be willing to adjust on the fly and what i like about the fact that we've seen both looks in the preseason is let's get everybody used to a few different combinations here because to be honest that can change in the middle of the game and you better be ready for it because the reason we're making this change is because we need to generate something so I, I could see that 
being something that uh, and 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 we did see it last season where uh, it does get it changes on the fly and if there's a point even in tomorrow's game where they're they're not getting much going uh, you better you better expect some some changes to be made because if it's not working you got to find something that does so I, I think that's the most likely scenario all right Mooner I have distracted you long enough from your beloved LA Dodgers who I think now are batting in the bottom of the first is that what I have here I just I'm just following online well the other game just ended um so I need oh, to the Braves it. won so they win the yeah. series 3-1 there we go yeah 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 Braves won and I've got the hockey game on I really got a lot going here right now I uh you need you need multiple TVs like when we have John Shannon on the face-off show and he has five yeah, televisions going it's crazy well anyway yeah so I'm just firing up the Dodgers game and this is good they're hitting the ball very nice anyway um, oh they got a run they scored yeah they got a run yeah all right they just scored uh, I did hear uh, I was listening to you and and, and Bob and, and Mark you guys were talking you throw out some Mark Harmon I was and I couldn't stop oh yeah you like that the, eh? well I couldn't stop thinking about the movie summer school <laughs> that's right like, that's a that's a Mark Harmon classic was it uh was he on L.A. Law? Is that the TV show that got him famous? Maybe. I don't know. Check Mark Harmon's career. <laughs> that down. isn't in it really in my wheelhouse. Whereas I a just, movie like Summer School absolutely is. Summer School, Stealing Home, that was another one he was in. Oh, yeah, Summer Stealing School. Stealing Home with Jodie Foster as well. Stealing Home is a wonderful movie. What was TV show was he on? Well, he was on St. Elsewhere. He was in 70 okay. episodes of St. Elsewhere from 83. Sure. I'm sure there's somebody out there like yelling at their radio right now. Oh, oh, he yeah, was in this. Sure. Mark Harmon was in this. Don't you remember? Like, I know there's some Mark Harmon trivia expert who's just furious we're not remembering everything he was in. We're sorry about that. Hey, it, summer school. That's it. Was all about that. Was a solid movie. You probably rented it more than a few times at Blockbuster. Like I, that thing probably went off the shelves like all the time because that was a good movie. I do think that was uh, a, a relatively popular BSI movie, as we called it, basic store inventory, as opposed to new releases. Mooner, you're a classic. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Oh, yeah, see you at the ring tomorrow. <laughs> There's the always energetic. The very likable Cam Moon checking in tonight on Insights Force. And yes, everybody, I do have Mark Harmon's Wikipedia page open right now. Oh, he was on an episode of Chicago Hope. This is Inside Sports on Chet. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. You can always get in touch, emailing inside sports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R E I D W I L K I N S. And the hotline is presented by Certain Teed Professional Grade Building Materials, 780 496 0063. You can also text that number. Brad has uh, said, see, this is the kind of stuff I like getting from the 14 listeners of Inside Sports. Brad is one of them. Brad says, Reed, Mark Harmon was a late addition to the cast of Moonlighting, where he was, uh, what was her name, Sybil Shepherds? Is that her name, Kellen? You know uh, who I'm talking about. The, I, yeah, uh, high school <laughs> sweetheart character and temporarily stole her from Bruce, Willis or, uh, Bruce Willis's character, David Addison. Hmm. I did not watch Moonlighting, but that's, that's perfectly, uh, perfectly plausible. 
Well, we're getting a lot of good stuff. Yeah, uh, Mark Harmon was in four episodes of Moonlighting. Yeah, Sybil Shepherd, Bruce Willis. From uh, everybody, I've always heard Moonlighting is such a great show. I never watched it. You know what I'm watching recently, Kellen? Mm. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. That show Veep. Okay. With Julia Louis Dreyfus, it is so good. If you ever want to learn a whole bunch of insults for people, just watch that show. It is just pretty much nonstop banter and insults. Now, if you don't like foul language, you probably won't like the show, but it, does, it doesn't bother me. But that's a good one. Mark Harmon is not in it. Uh, this is a sports show getting you ready for the NHL season, by the way, not the Mark Harmon Appreciation Hour. Well, that could be something I do later on in my career. We are going to do, oh, well, th- this is a little off uh, the hockey topic as well, but we'll, we'll quickly do Name the Animal in the next half hour of the show because we haven't done it for a while. And uh, we will have a uh, feature piece here looking back on the Oilers' offseason, recapping all the moves. You're going to hear from all the key people involved, and it'll get you fired up for the season opener tomorrow against the Canucks, 8 o'clock at Rogers Place with the face-off show starting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply on Ched at six. That's coming up in the next half hour. Hope you're having a great night. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. The NHL regular season, the very first game of the regular season. After two periods, the Penguins on the road lead the Lightning 2-0. Coming up in about half an hour, Seattle, first game ever for the Kraken up against the Golden Knights. Baseball, Dodgers lead the Giants 1-0 in the top of the second. Astros finished off the White Sox with a 10-1 win, and the Braves finished off the Brewers with a 5-4 win. The Edmonton Elks will take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 7 o'clock on Friday. Countdown to kickoff on 6.30. Chet at 5.30. And Taylor Cornelius will be your starting quarterback. Dakota Prukop will be the second-string quarterback. And Trevor Harris coming right out of the lineup. Not even expected to dress for that game. Head coach Jamie Elizondo on how Cornelius is progressing with more reps in practice. He's been the same. That's what one of his qualities is, you know, not too up, not too down, just even keeled and trying to go out there and, and you know, uh, complete balls and put the offense in a position to, to, to move it up and down the field. So he hasn't really changed his approach, and I didn't expect him to. How has he looked to you so far? Yeah, some really good things in practice early today, uh, some throws. Um, we didn't finish the practice well offensively. I thought the defense finished better than we did, but uh, in the early part of practice, I thought he did some really good things. All right, so the uh, Elks getting ready for the Mighty Bombers coming up on Friday. Some Oilers notes today. Devin Shore didn't practice, tweaked something yesterday. He's day-to-day, so we'll see for him about tomorrow. Same with Zach Cassian, who did practice today with the full group for the first time since Thursday. Uh, He was going to get looked at by doctors this afternoon. He's day-to-day. Nuge practiced after missing yesterday. Philip Broberg was on the ice. Kyle Turris uh, was on the ice 
as well. And uh, Kyle Turris will be recalled tomorrow, and Philip Broberg will go back to Bakersfield. They just you know, waived Turris and assigned him to Bakersfield for uh, a paper transaction to have some things ready for the salary cap and LTIR as we go into the new season. 8 o'clock puck drop tomorrow at Rogers Place. Face-off show 6 o'clock here on 6.30, Chad. And we got a really special Oilers off-season recap coming up in a few minutes. But first, to really get, well, more to get me fired up for the regular season than anybody else, I think, it is our ever-popular segment, the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning, it is name the animal. We only got a couple minutes for it, so I have mm. to do the short rule explanation. Kellen, I don't know whether he has a live animal in the studio or he has the recording of an animal sound. It's a recording today. But Kellen's going to play the animal sound, and I have to guess uh, what it is. Go ahead, Kellen. That's a stork. It is not. Okay, is it four-legged? Uh, it has four of something, but I wouldn't say it'd be Is like... it a seal? You got it. It's a seal. I'm good at those. I got walrus first guess, and now I got seal. Yeah, that's a seal. It is. Yeah. He was chanting, Kachuk sucks. <laughs> that's, that's what he was saying. <laughs> that's, uh, that's... By the way, when you Google seal... Uh, you have to put in seal animal because if you just type in seal, the first thing that comes up will be seal the musician. <laughs> That's like, you'd think seal the animal would be there before seal the musician. Okay, well, I did pretty well. I got a slight, I got one wrong guess, a very general hint, and and then I got it. Uh, walrus mm. is the only one I just got right off the top. So that was uh, that was seal. And right. That does have me fired up for the... The animal, not the musician. I, the musician yeah. sounds like this. I'm, I'm going to channel my inner seal tomorrow when I'm hosting the face-off show. I'm going full seal, everybody. Oh, maybe I won't. Full seal. That's a good one, Kellen. That was a good one. Okay, uh, we are going to seal the deal on this show with a uh, very uh, special, well-produced look back on the Oilers' offseason when we return. Time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning not able to get on the board yet tonight. Three and a half minutes into the third period, Pittsburgh Penguins lead at two nothing. Starting a little after eight o'clock, Kraken at Golden Knights uh, still one nothing for the Dodgers in the second inning in baseball. Well, I got to tell you, there has been somebody whose work you have heard on this show in different capacities for several years, and uh, he's leaving us at the end of the week, and uh, he has done absolutely great work. You know, things you might hear uh, put together in the intro for the show or little special features or produced pieces that we we run. And he's been an excellent colleague, and uh, he's put up with me sometimes giving him stuff to do uh, or help out with uh, at the last minute. And that is Russ Moore from our production department who uh, is moving on. And uh, I guess the final thing he's going to do for Inside Sports, this feature, looking back at the Oilers offseason. Take it away, and it's Andrew Kopp on the counter left to right. Finds Paul Stassi. Right circle, shoots, and scores! 
and Paul Stasty has won it. About midway through overtime, off the draw, Richard score! Winnipeg has won game three, five to four in overtime, and Winnipeg down the other way, Kyle Connor's got a breakaway, Richard score! wins it for three and triple overtime and the Jets have swept the Edmonton Oilers. It was an abrupt end to the Oilers season in May swept away by the Winnipeg Jets. It's the little mistakes like uh, it's just the little ones you know it's it's not like it's uh, earth shattering stuff here you know we're not uh, you know we don't need to, to, to leave here and, and think we gotta to rewrite the the, the ship here like it's 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 little things it's a fine line and you know we talked about uh you know those lessons i guess we've learned throughout the years and you know it's obviously another lesson that uh, we got to take with us moving forward and so work on the summer checklist began in june the oilers re-signed depth forward devon shore for two years then a big one at the end of the month ryan nugent hopkins inked a new deal eight years 41 million dollars the number one pick in the 2011 draft has already played 656 games with the Oilers. The new contract, which includes a no-movement clause, puts RNH on track to one day become the Oilers franchise leader in games played. That milestone currently belongs to Kevin Lowe with 1,037 games. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is I want to win in Edmonton. So. We have lots of connections there. I mean, fans have treated me so well. The organization's been great. Connor McDavid made history by becoming just the second unanimous winner of the Hart Trophy. Meanwhile, Lucic went down at a heat. McDavid broke free out from behind the net. Rich shot score. There's the hat trick. His second this year. McDavid ran away with the NHL scoring title, racking up 105 points in 56 games. On July 12th, the Oilers made headlines by acquiring future Hall of Fame defenseman Duncan Keith from Chicago. The three-time Stanley Cup champion and two-time Norris Trophy winner was looking to move closer to his son who lives in Penticton. Well, I think a lot of things get said about my age and, uh, and obviously I've had some experience being in the playoffs and, and I certainly want to bring as much to the table as I can in that regard and uh, and help uh, any of the younger guys out in any way I can. But uh, for me, my mindset uh, going to Edmonton is to be the best player I can be because uh, that's what's going to help the team the most is, is what I do on the ice. And, and I'm excited for the opportunity and the, the challenge that is ahead of me here. I, I want to bring a, a strong work ethic, and I think everything starts from that. The Oilers sent defenseman Caleb Jones and a conditional third-round pick to the Hawks in the deal. It was busy late in July. 39-year-old goaltender Mike Smith, who posted a record of 21-6-2 last season, signed on for another two years. I'm thrilled to be back, and obviously getting the two-year deal was, you know, was something that was kind of kicked around for a little while, and I, I realize where I'm at in my playing career. I, I know my number one goal is, and to, to achieve that number one goal, you know, you have to have flexibility within the cap system them to be able to go out and acquire other players also so uh, understanding all those you know different aspects you know I knew I wanted to be back in Edmonton I, I knew I wanted to make it work somehow and getting to two years kind of allowed us to uh, have some flexibility to go out and hopefully acquire some more players that can help this team kind of get to the next level. The draft and free agency were held just days apart the Oilers traded down from 20th to 22nd in the first round and picked Xavier Borgo out of Shawinigan. Just to be more complete as a player defensively but 
also uh, to get some like gain some weight, get stronger again, and uh, like uh, defensively get better, and also like just to be more consistent sometimes. But that's it. That's the thing. Uh, I'm working right now. Free agency started with a player leaving the Oilers. Defenseman Adam Larson, who'd been with the team since 2016, decided to join the expansion Seattle Kraken. The big addition was forward Zach Hyman, who left Toronto for a seven-year deal in Edmonton. The most important to me is to go to a team that has the opportunity to win. And in Edmonton, uh, you know, we played Edmonton, I should say we, but last year when I was on Toronto, I, I we played against Edmonton a bunch. and. Um, I just see there, there being so much opportunity and, and a chance to, to win a Stanley Cup with the players they have there and, and that opportunity and then just the city and the passion and, and the fan base. Uh, I'm just so excited to be to be joining our organization uh, like Edmonton and I can't wait to get started. Defenseman Cody Cece signed for three seasons after spending last year in Pittsburgh and Tyson Berry returned to the Oilers. Brings it up top of the circle over to Berry. One-timer! Go! In 2021, Barry topped all NHL defensemen in scoring. He initially indicated he would explore free agency, but that trail quickly led him back to the Oilers. Yeah, UFA's um, it's an interesting time, and, and it's, a, it's a gamble for sure. You don't know what's going to be out there on the market. and um, You know, sometimes you just go with what you know, and I, I think it was uh, you know, a bit of a no-brainer again to, to come back to a place where I had success. And um, obviously it didn't go the way we wanted at the end of the year, but... You know, I believe that, you know, I believe that we're a good team and we're not that far off. The Oilers also added 34-year-old center Derek Ryan. This will be Ryan's second turn playing for an Edmonton team. He was a U of A Golden Bear from 2007 to 2011. It's going to be exciting. It's a great city. I think it kind of gets a bad rap from a lot of the players in the NHL that don't know much about it. They just kind of fly in and you see downtown and that's it. But it's awesome. And I have, I have a lot of friends there that are basically second family. So it's... It's going to be a bit of a homecoming in terms of getting to see a lot of those people again. Um, I've gotten a lot of texts from those people today, throughout the day. And uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty familiar with most of the areas where the families live in the Oilers, um, you know, west of downtown or whatever. So my wife's been, been on, the, on the house hunt already, so we're excited to find a place. Um, and uh, call Edmonton home again. In the first week of August, the Oilers announced a huge contract extension for Darnell Nurse. Eight years, $74 million for Nurse, who's coming off his best season in the NHL. Gets it back from Yamamoto. Now Darnell Nurse. Here's Barry open right circle. This top line working Ottawa right now. Nurse a drive. Score! Edmonton takes the one nothing lead, and you can feel that coming. Time, 3.52. That was definitely part of it, to, to be more comfortable with the puck and, and see plays, not so much try to force them or, you know, escape myself into a bad situation where, you know, where there was only one option and probably not, not a great option. Um, so that uh, that's a part of it. And obviously, I, I think for a long time I've been getting myself to get, you know, spots on the ice to, to get shots off and, and, you know, whether it's joining the rush or, you know, finding that late man's ice and, you know, Maybe not trying to, maybe not try to pick the top corner and go high all the time and, and try to, you know, hit different areas of different areas of the net. I think that that may have came in and, and helped a little bit. You know, Darnell's 26 years of age. He's really, you know, he's 
He's six foot four. He's he's, he's gifted with, um, you know, he's, he's he's a great skater. You know, he's in the gym. He's powerful. He's a powerful man. He, he eats up a ton of minutes um, for our team. And um, there's no chance. There's no way in my in my mind we could risk uh, losing Darnell a few. <laughs> If we lost them, starting all over again. I mean, it's, it's those those kind of players like Darnell. You you got to draft them and 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 develop them. The odd time they they, they jump from one team to uh, another via free agency, but you're you're not the only team in free agency. You're one of many teams that are bidding for these types of players. So uh, ultimately made the decision based upon really the marketplace that was that was sort of ongoing to do the deal. Also in August, the Oilers brought in Brendan Perlini on a one-year two-way deal and welcome back Slater Cuckoo who missed most of the 2021 season with a broken collarbone. It's a tough balance for sure. Um, anytime something like that happens it's it's a blow to um, your potential for the season um, me personally and also what I could bring to the team so that was hard and, and going through that was emotional. I, I leaned a lot on my uh, family for support and um, everyone in my life so that was great rookie camp in september started on a down note 2020 first round draft pick dylan holloway needed a second surgery to deal with a scaphoid injury i had lunch with dylan in calgary in early august when i was there for the world under 18 uh, the canada under 18 camp and the canada under 20 camp and you know, he was telling me that, you know, at that time he couldn't, you know, he couldn't shoot, couldn't take draws. I mean, it's early August. He'd been seeing our doctors. He was getting frustrated. Um, a decision was made um, by our doctors in, uh, you know, I say our doctors, the hand specialists, uh, in early August to basically wait one more month um, to see if the bone stimulator could... Um, get things going get things going and uh, he had pictures taken I think uh, the Tuesday after Labor Day weekend September 7th thereabouts and at that time showed that really nothing was happening in the way of healing so um, waited for him to see the uh, hand specialist a few days later and and again a decision was made that uh, it's it's we're five to six months down nothing was really happening and, and we needed to start the process all over again the Oilers rookies had a win and a loss in games against the Calgary Flames rookies a last piece of business before main camp was settling with forward Kyler Yamamoto the restricted free agent signed on for one year and $1.175 million. You know, I'm not afraid to, uh, you know, bet on myself. Uh, I'm a year older. Um, you know, I feel a lot more confident. Um, you know, I didn't have the best last half of the year, but, um, you know, putting that one behind me and, um, you know, looking forward to this year. Um, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a really fun year, and, um, you know, hopefully we can have a good team success this year. Winger Josh Archibald was absent for much of training camp. On October 3rd, Dave Tippett gave an update. Uh, Archie, when he came across uh, up from the states uh, had to quarantine for 14 days uh, the back half of that 14 days he wasn't feeling well he had a severe viral infection coming out of the uh, coming out of his quarantine he tried to skate for a few days and just wasn't feeling right so we got a bunch of tests done with him and what the test showed is at some point this summer he'd had covid and uh, so he tested for the antibodies. He was struggling with the, the viral infection and got a bunch of blood work done and since then has been diagnosed with myocarditis. So 
He, uh, the doctors are taking care of him. He's getting a bunch more tests done, but ultimately he's out indefinitely right now. The Oilers finished the preseason with a record of 6-1-1. One one. Perlini was on fire, six goals in six games. It's going to be intercepted by Chris Russell, headed for Sevier, curled in front, Perlini scores again! Brendan Perlini makes it 2-0 Edmonton! Now it's on to the regular season, with Coach Tippett at the helm for his third campaign. Well, we've talked about continuing to build what we've been doing and, and get better, so our expectations are to improve over last year and, and keep moving forward. So in that sense, yeah, we, we, our expectations are higher than last year. We, uh, we want to continue to improve. And, you know, we'd like to say we've added some players to our group that I think help us, but you can put all the names on the paper you want. You still got to get out on the ice and do it. And you got to do it each and every night. And if you want to become a, you know, like we've been 12th and 11th the last couple of years. Now we want to be in the top 10. We want to get in that top 10 and keep pushing forward. But you got to play strong, consistent hockey. You got to play well as a team. You got to get a few breaks along the way. Injuries is, can be a factor. So there's all those factors that come into play. But our expectation is we want to continue to improve and see where that takes us. Your 2021-22 Edmonton Oilers. The journey starts now. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.